1: You are watching and listening to Chris and Lester to Die TV on YouTube. And your favorite podcasts. Are you ready? I'm
2: saying, are you ready?
0: I died.
3: All right, Chris.
1: Alright, good evening. Hello. How are you? Good evening. Good day. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Goodbye. Hello. Welcome along. This is LTID TV, uh from Leicester till I die. How the devil are you? Please, please bear with me because I've absolutely no idea what I'm doing. Because I got back from London late last night. Um It was a very very strange feeling when uh, your daughter takes you around Soho. But hey-ho, you know, any port in a storm, I'm happy to try these things. Um, Although I must admit, the best part of the weekend, for those of you that don't follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I went to see Mamma Mia, uh, the musical, which was absolutely fantastic. A load of blonde women sat in front of me who were pissed and got told off and were swaying and doing everything. But it's a theatre, one doesn't do that anymore. Uh, But the highlight of my whole weekend, I must admit, was making making my my well possible future son-in-law stand below a sign that said tottenham court road absolutely loved it that was my highlight maybe i need to get out more i don't know but look let's do this because uh, i have allegedly um got some of this Oops, and again, I knew this would happen. Here we go. Here we go. We'll get there eventually. We did all this beforehand. First of all, let's welcome in Kate, um, who apparently is coming live from her toilet this evening, and um, she has got her her, her tag on. Uh, she has got Dave has got a restraining order out on her. Kate, good evening. How are you? Yeah,
2: I'm good, thank you. How are
1: you doing? I'm not so bad. Not so bad. Back home and completely unorganised. Uh, talking about unorganised um brad with his bottom whistle brad how are you doing
3: Oh, that's good because I was laughing my head off when you said that. I nearly said something really offensive. I nearly whistled through my mouth as well. I had a bit of a wheeze in my throat when I whistled. So, yeah, I'm good, and so is my bottom. Thanks for asking. Uh, although, although treacherous behaviour, Chris, one one of one of us, and I'm not saying who, but it's it's definitely not me, right? Has said that she has to be on the show just to keep me and you in check. We're perfect angels and good boys, and we we'll never get up to mischief and say anything slanderous or or, or, or rude or anything. I can't believe somebody's had cheek to post that on Twitter about us. Blasphemy, Chris! Blasphemy.
1: <laughs> well, you've obviously seen something I haven't because I've no idea what you're talking about. So I'm the Same to you because we're talking. Well, I was going to talk about uh, a certain Italian later in the show. But I'm going to actually start with this guy because um, the other Italian, Fabrizio Romano, has posted about 20 minutes ago, uh, Leicester City and Inter decided today to close Stefano Senzi deal on a permanent transfer. It will be a permanent move fixed fee around £500,000 plus 2 million add-ons in case of promotion to the Premier League. Uh, I mean, this has been on and off more times than my underwear, Kate. I mean, well, do you, I don't. I mean, you know, you, you, I, I want to believe Fabrizio because he's, supposed to be honest with you, very rarely wrong. But this has been happening for about the past week, according to him.
2: Yeah, maybe even longer than that. I just wish we'd get it done really and over the line. And people get quite impatient when these things kind of surface. And you'd like to think when there's a good source that has leaked it. That it should be pretty much close to completion, but it doesn't ever seem to be the case with us. It. it just drags on and on and on, and I feel like mm-hmm. it's been on the cards since the start of the month. And here we are; we're going going to be going into the thirtieth of January tomorrow, and it's still not done. Yes, we. I,
1: don't, I mean, first of all, Brad, it was going to be a transfer, but we needed to sell somebody. Then, and this made sense actually. The five hundred thousand was supposed to be for a loan, and then. Um, Two million, we'd have to buy him a bit like Fatu if we got promoted, we have to buy him. Obviously, since then things have happened, you know, we've lost one, we may be losing another. Uh, if we're getting this guy for five hundred thousand pounds <laughs> for six months, that and a permanent deal, and then it's only two million if we go up, which obviously we're gonna get a hell of a lot more than that. you know, if we go up uh into the Premier League, that sounds like the steal of the century.
3: Yeah, it does. Um, admittedly the terms of his contract, uh, his situation has changed more times than the lovely British weather we have over here. And you know, it's been a loan, it's a transfer, it's a loan with a transfer fee, it's a it's this, it's that. It looks like they've both managed to find a compromise that suits both. Um in the sense that Inter get some money for him and he goes, and Leicester get, you know, a very, very, very small uh, transfer outgoing fee uh, before before they've even potentially kicked a ball on their return to the Premier League, which is which is a great great uh, thing to do as a club. Um, I, I guess I guess the reason there's no urgency around um, getting them in quickly and trying to do it like we did in the summer because in the summer we were out you go out you go you don't want to be here that's fine we've got to get rid of you in you come in you come in you come and it seemed to all happen in the first like two three weeks of the window didn't it our transfer actions in the summer whereas this year given less position you're a little bit more cautious and and very 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 particular on what it, what area if any you wish to acquire and it has to be a dramatic standing now whether this is in preparation for a couple of midfielders that won't be with us next season. Um, If it is, it's a a great coup to get in early doors. I'm hoping this is the last we hear from um, Fabrizio in terms of him saying the contract is now a loan and the next thing we hear from him is done deal. Uh, Because I'm getting a little bit tired for two and a half million to potentially be spent on a midfielder that we've been talking to for about, well, what feels like, Six months really, but
2: mm.
1: Kate, okay. I mean, do you understand why it's taking so long because of the FFP?
2: If that's the reason, um, I'm not totally convinced sometimes because it's not a huge amount of money. Um, and if we were waiting for a space in the squad, then Everson went a little while ago now. Um, but yeah, I can understand why we would tread carefully with FFP, but you just like to think that you have your budget budget in mind in terms of fee and wages. And as long as there's space in the squad to accommodate the player, I don't really understand why there'd be a hold-up, unless we were just miles apart in valuations to begin with, which I, I don't know if that's the case either, but if it's such a small fee. It depends on, maybe it was personal terms, but it, it seemed like personal terms were agreed a little while ago now.
1: Mm.
0: So
2: I don't know, really. It's We're always I, a bit cloaking dagger, aren't we?
1: We are. And I'm guessing... I mean, I didn't expect a huge window after what had happened in, in, in the summer uh, because we literally, you know, everybody was sort of say, well, look, no, where's this £100 million gone that you know we, we got for the players we sold? Well, we've got a huge bank loan. I mean, everybody seems to think that we are solvent uh, and we are you know, in this fantastic position. But, Brad, we've got a huge, well, we've got more than one loan to this Australian bank. I mean, we tend to forget that.
3: Yeah, we do, and if if there was ever a transfer in terms of fee and potential wages, I mean, he's an Milan player, so you can't imagine he's, he's on like 20 grand a week or something like that. I can imagine he's 28, he's experienced, so he's probably on a bit of a wage compared to some of them here. The fact that we've kind of had to nitpick and, and negotiate things tells you that we're still very cautious that, you know, we need to make sure we're not overspending. I mean you're talking of 2.5 million transfer and we're making sure, okay, it's it's now become apparent that it's a permanent deal and not a loan deal agreement, but it feels like that Leicester have stretched the budget and gone, look, actually because of maybe his wage demands or whatever, or maybe the expenditures we've had, we can only afford a a, a half a million now, but we can pay you from our promotion boost we'll get from, Getting promoted. If we get promoted, we can pay you the two million that you're for him. So that's probably what's done that. But people have, you're right, Chris, people forget. Yeah, we got 100 million. We also brought in players for what? Just under half of that amount? I mean, everybody's like, we got Madison for, for 40 million. Well, realistically, we got him for 30 million because we got Harry Winks for 10. So that was already that gone. And then you've got to remember, it's not just the loans, Chris, they've got to run the club. Whatever was left from that money after he was told, that's it, you can't spend any more on transfers, the owners would have put straight back into the club. It's what they do. It's what any businessman does. They go, right, we've got... Even if it's two million they had left over, it would have gone into the club expenditures. And you've got to remember that that's not just supporting the shop that's paying their staff that's paying the shop staff that's paying the housekeeping staff. that's paying the kiosk staff the people that serve you food it goes all back into the club and then goes all through the club the training ground etc so mm. it, it, it's not something that's a forefront of fans minds and i get that but you have to remember at the end of the day whilst they are a football club they are still a business there's a reason football clubs go out of business. Because of that exact reason, they can't afford to keep running and they get in severe debt. And, and we've just got to play it smart. And unlike <clears throat> Man City, certain clubs who can break as many FFP rules as they like and not get sanctioned for about 500 years, it feels like. We will. We've seen it with Everton. They do one instant ban sort of thing, like it points deduction. So we have to be careful and we have to remember, as much as we love this football club, Especially now in today's footballing world, it is more of a business than it ever will be a football club, in the yeah. eyes of those that run it.
1: Yeah, I mean, Kate. I mean, but sorry, just, Scott said here. Well, I think, we, well, I think we probably have just covered it. Um, if someone can make sense to me, uh, sends this deal. I meant to be a loan with option to buy. But he's out of contract in June. I think it's just the fact that they maybe I think do want rid of him because he's not. So he's only started three games this season. But like we've just said you know, we can't afford the two million now. Um, and this is what makes me laugh when I'm talking, you know, when people are going like, well, you've got all this money, you've got all these parachute payments, you know, you fart and, you know, half a million comes out your arse. Yeah, well, if that's the case, why can't we afford two million pounds for one player? Because, you know, it is like Brad just said, the whole package. But that is really, that's really Inter Milan helping us out, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think so. Um They've basically took a they've they've took a Klarna payments from us, haven't they? <laughs> Where we can spread the money over a period of time, hmm. and that seems to be the new way of um, doing payments within football. Like we may have got forty million for Madison and thirty five for Barnes, but we didn't really, did we? We didn't get that money straight away. That would come right. over a couple of seasons. Same yeah. with the Fafana money, which will still be trickling in. Um, but so it. That's just the way of football. You don't get exactly what they say you get. You don't get it up front. Nobody could afford to shed out that kind of money up front each time as a lump sum. You'd pay it on security over the next few few years and you would secure it against something, usually TV revenue and future earnings.
1: Yes. And you can't get 35 million pounds in and pay out 35 million because like Brad said, you have got, you know, ongoing costs you know who pays the players wages you know where uh, you know who pays the interest on the loans we've got we have got to take these thank you any who have got to take these things into account uh brad he's a midfielder central midfielder he's well he's got three positions here according to tm uh is a defensive midfielder in his main position uh but he can also play attacking or defensive and i think i've read somewhere that um Enzo sees him, and I suppose that fits in with that, as a box-to-box.
3: Yeah, uh, he's quite versatile. Again, it fits the mentor, doesn't it? Uh, it fits the mentor of not just Leicester, but modern football. I know we're quite adverse to seeing players that you want to be versatile. Uh, we've seen it this season, Wilford and Dede, most notably, has played in a few positions in that middle. Chowdhury's played in a few positions. You know, there's only a few mainstays that haven't really moved from their that positions. So that's probably Winks and Jeersby Hall for good reason. But look, it, it it sounds like a deal. And again, I feel like this is a deal that the clo that the Enzo's got one eye on the future. And I know we don't want to get carried away and think we've already done it because it's getting closer again and we've still got to concentrate and get through this half of the season. But if, if Leicester are to make an immediate return to the Premier League, I know we'll we'll do a show on it, obviously, Chris, where we'll talk about those players out of contract, what we're going to do, are they going to get renewed, are we going to let them go for free? It sounds like he's already trying to fill that void already. And I think, and I know we're going to talk about it in a minute, so I'm not reading your script, I promise, Chris, when I say this. I feel like that's what's maybe sparked... Nope. Oof. Oh, span out then. We all span out then. We did a cross-banded cube. We all just died for a second on screen. Yeah, I don't know if that's what's maybe enticed Brighton and teams like that to have a sniff around our our, our one and only KDH.
1: Yes. I you say we will, we will come on to that uh, in a second. This isn't a normal Leicester signing though, is it, Kate? I mean, he's 28, is it, years old? 28 years old. Um, yeah. He has got a, uh, just looking at his record, he's got a a one Italian championship, uh, one Italian cup winner, uh, he's got two Italian Super Cup uh, medals, Uh, he's played at, he's played really, he's played at the Italian under-17 squad, under-20, he didn't play the under-21s for some reason, then he jumped straight to the um, Italian main team, uh, where he's played nine times and got three goals. We, we are buying experience, and I guess you can't always go for the youngsters that may or may not mature.
2: No, not at all. I mean, this is a guy that should be in the prime of his career, really. It's a great age to buy somebody. Mm. Um, you'd like to think that his mouse um, and just footballing brain, really, is developed enough for us. He's obviously not had any Premier League or English League experience, which he'll need to learn and adjust to. We've seen many foreign players have to do that. Um, yeah, there's, there's still quite a bit of work for him to do, but you'd like to think the essence of him is there. Um, I think Enzo will be drawn to the fact that he's Italian um, and he looks like he's had a good pedigree. With you know Making a senior appearance of the Italy team is nothing to be sniffed at at all, let alone scoring yeah. as well. So he's definitely got a good pedigree. His injuries I'm slightly concerned about. He seems to have had quite a few over the past couple of years, but Leicester do their homework with medicals like we we picked something up from Tom Cannon which which Everton hadn't uh with his stress fracture. So I, I you just gotta trust the process really. In he will he will be excited. It's a great league to be in. It's a great spotlight to put on yourself. Um and it will just give a bit of competition to the rest of that that position really.
1: Yes, no definitely will. And um again um as Scott's saying here, Brad So why do we not use a similar tactic to offload, pat, etc.? At the end of the day, (laughs) that's not going to happen unless teams are coming in for them.
3: No, it's not. I mean, first of all, we still need Dennis Pratt because when he is actually able to fit and able to get on the pitch and and his legs don't give away like they're made out of sticky tape and blue tack, he's proved a valuable player for us. We've we've all got a soft spot for, for Dennis Pratt because he's the sort of player that we felt had the potential to to get into that midfield at some point during his Leicester career and and make it his own. That's obviously not been the case. But to to, to answer Scott's main reason why we can't do that is that you've already covered it, Chris. Read Sensei's CV. It's full of titles, cups, playing in the top league, playing for a top side. Uh, play. I don't know. Pratt has played occasionally for Belgium, but. Making the Italian squad, you would argue, is probably a bit bit harder than it is to get an Italy squad. He's, he's, like Kate said, in the prime of his career, whereas Dennis Pratt's fleeted. He's gone out. We've sent him out on loan with options to, to buy, apparently, for, from Torino, Scott, and it just hasn't worked. He hasn't got the calibre to hold. You know, if that was the case then I'm sure Leicester would have done a deal with him. But like you said, Chris, nobody's interested and he's not featured enough to go on anybody's radar, I don't feel. Uh, You know, I I do feel like this will be, sadly, I feel like at the end of the season, this will be another Daniel Amate. See, Dave's not here. I had to mention him for him. That's for you, Dave. There you are. You know, where he'll go and then some Turkish club or someone like that will just pick him up because they need a player to fill that gap in their squad or add to their squad depth. It's just sad to see, because I do like Pratt, but he's just not holding the calibre for people to go, oh, yes, we must sign Dennis Pratt. You know what I mean? It's it's just, it's not possible. No, and that goes for a lot of these players out of contract.
1: I'm excited by him, and I think it is probably what we need, Kate. We have got a lot of young players in there, in the squad, so it does add that experience and that wise head, if you like, in there. He's, you know He's been around, like he says playing European football um, and we, we've, I, I just think it if we go up and all right, no, we're not, we've got to accept we're not there yet, but you know, we're, we're I think we, you know, we're dipping our toe in the lake of the Premier League, aren't we? Um, well, I think let's face it, we're probably up to the knee, if anything. Um, we are thinking, I think, of, of the future. So we've got two players here, Senzi and Fatwood, that if we go what we've got to buy, all right, we've not signed him yet, and we don't know if he's going to be as good as his, his CV is. Like you know, I said earlier, you know, we we've had the old uh, odd uh, uh, mishap, Kaputska and what like, haven't we? But you know, it it's it is. I think it, it is a good signing overall.
2: Yeah, I do as well. And of a very similar age is our Mister Winks And look at the wise, calm mm. head that he's brought to the team, and he's just effortless and. In any situation where I'm panicking, he just creates a calm and tidies up everybody else's mess, really. So if we can get a similar player to that, of that kind of age, calibre, just a natural footballer, really, it would be great to see, absolutely great to see. And we do have good good form at picking diamonds in the rough. Um, It's a good asking price as well. It's not a break-the-bank kind of fee where it could all go wrong if it doesn't work out, like a Slimani, for example. It's not that kind of money um so yeah i'm excited i am excited and we seem to have got our man he seems to have been on the radar for a long time so i'm yeah. glad we've got
1: our man um i'll stick with you because you've just mentioned then kate uh, uh mr winks and we all know look how good he is uh and but he has sort of he's one of those players that he is he's like the drawers cell bunny isn't he he is all over the pitch and you know, if he's going to be allowed to do that and quite right because he's good at it you know he's 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 on the he's forward right one moment defensive left the next you know you've got this you know experienced defender there that's a defensive midfield that's going to hold his position and let's face it the italians are not bad at defending are they
2: annoyingly so yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> over the years um yeah it could be a really exciting combination i mean yeah, it could be it could be brilliant for us. Winks has just been a natural godsend. It was where we thought we might be a bit lost in that position. We weren't sure oh. what Wilf was going to do, but Wilf has now moved away from that area. And um, yeah, if we could get somebody on par with that—that's the yin and the yang to that position—then it's going to be really exciting to watch for us.
1: Yes, it is. Uh, and Brown, I mean, Scott's come back again, and I think I think we've answered it here, Scott. For argument's sake, if we had interest in the summer free and Nacho. Um, is uh, another out of contract. I not let him out with an option to buy. I'm sure if we've got the interest and it suits the club to do so, they will do it. But Scott, like we've said, if nobody's coming in for him, and I'm guessing nobody has because all we ever heard is rumours and they've been quiet for the last two three weeks. But if the interest isn't there, you're not going to get. A, well, you are You might do, but I would doubt that Leicester would be. You know, having somebody on the telephone call centre style, ringing up going like, hey, we've got a player, do you want him? Hey, we've got a player, do you want him? You've got to have that interest, uh, Brad, haven't you?
3: Yeah, you do. And there's been zero interest in him over January. Uh, And at the end of the day, again, it's kind of... Yeah, it did go very quiet. I know he's on AFCON duty, but you can still get something done there that kind of means when he goes back, you know, you agents don't just disappear because they're on an international tournament. They'll be right there ringing him up if there's any interest. And it's just completely died out. Um, and again, why, why would Leicester weaken themselves in this position? You've got to remember, right, Vardy, yes, he scored uh, in the cup game. But I think his goals have been uh, cup game and Watford and maybe someone else. I think he's still only got four league goals. You're looking at mm-hmm. Cannon, Daka and Ian Acho. What well, we're seeing right now, we're, we're in a bit of a, a state that if Vardy or C- Cannon was to get injured for the next week or two, we'd have one striker and be praying that he doesn't get an injury himself because we'd be we, we'd have to I don't know put put to Samantel up front and stick, start shaking goal. I don't know what he'd do. I'd love to see what Enzo did if he had no goalkeepers, nice. uh, no, no strikers. Sorry. Um, so yeah, it's just one of them. We're we're in a we're in a part of the season, Scott, where you just cannot afford to just. Get rid for the sake of getting rid because uh, we're going to need him. We are going to need him despite his disappointing first half of the season. He's still going to play a part, you'd imagine, uh, when he's returning in, in, in getting his back promoted. Let
1: me ask you this, Brad, uh, as we're talking strikers. Um four strikers we've got put them in order that we should um you know have them on you know who who would be your first choice who would be on the subs bench who would be the next one that would come on the subs bench if he wasn't available and who would be the final
3: one good question but i actually do have an answer on that day
1: for the same second kate so put your thinking cap on Uh, yeah all
3: right go on now then, do I give you my list straight off or do I do a Dave and talk about something else for 20 minutes that's irrelevant to it? Do I talk about...
1: to the list straight off.
3: Okay, we don't miss Dave that much then. Uh, first of all, for me, the future is Tom Cannon. He's the one that's got the longest time here contract-wise. He's had to be patient and he looks really good. You know, even in the games that he's not scored, I think he's created. He got an assist in the cup. He looks good. He looks like a mix of me. I don't know if it's maybe his looks that makes me think this, but he, he gives off the same vibe as Vardy and Nugent combined. He can get the ball. He can hold defenders off like Nugent could and make a pass, but he can also break that line of defence and get in their back line just like Vardy. So for me, number one, Tom Cannon. Get him on that pitch. Get him started. Number two is difficult because as much as I love Ian Acho, spoiler alert, breaking news. I am an Ian Acho fan in case you didn't know. It's not like Chris has a separate button for Ian Acho. On terms of form, it's Dakar. Then, then I can, I can almost hear the screams and anguish from a former member, Boris. Third would be Ian Acho Mm -hmm. and fourth would be Vardy for me. I think I don't see it being that way, but for me personally, yeah, yeah this yeah. is it. Yeah,
1: Scott, I'm gonna we're gonna end with on this bit now. i uh, he's saying it doesn't make sense to you, but basically, if we cannot get rid of a player in any form, if there is no interest at all, absolutely, you know, you know, you're saying let's do this, let's do that, but who too? Who, too? That's what I don't get. So we're going to end that point now. are oh, we just going round in circles, hitting head against the brick wall. Kate, your uh, you're four.
2: Uh, number one is the same as Brad, so I agree with that in canon. Um, I think he is our future. He's looking bright. He's had a good start. Um, he's only 21. He's got lots of time to learn. Um, the future's bright.
1: The future's canon. To yeah, quote,
2: exactly. Uh, number phone. two, for me at the moment, would be Vardy. Um I just think that he's got the quality, even in the game on Saturday, which we'll come to talk about, he showed what quality he still has and he shows what he can do if he actually gets some service. Um, and then three for me would be Daka and four would be Nacho. Nacho stood up there for me as one of the most frustrating players we have in the squad to watch. And he messes things up quite a lot during the, during play with his link-up play, concentration problems, um, Yes, yeah, so that's how I would rank them. Going on to Brad's point on Brad's point about um if a striker gets injured at the minute, I think Dak is already back. Yes. Um so... Dakar just
1: wasn't available. Well, he could have been available. Um yeah, you
2: said he wasn't available for Saturday, that's Saturday, but he's he's yeah. back.
1: Yeah, he would have been available for Saturday had we been in deep deep yeah. deep, deep poo poo. Because let's be honest with you, he's coming from the ivory coast, it wasn't like he was coming from the other side of the world and it's uh pretty much the same time zone as us so i don't i think it's just a case of like you know when you come back off holiday you just want to get home yeah. and have a cup of tea don't you i suppose in in their cases a glass mm-hmm. of champagne see for me i agree um i have been so impressed with canon as you know i i wasn't necessarily i was a case of who is this canon you know we've signed a player who was injured uh we haven't you know didn't he got 10 minutes here 10 minutes there but like Dack, he took his chance when he came on vardy for me yes he got the goal against um uh birmingham and we will come on to that later but maybe he only scores when all brighton's on the pitch i don't know but is at the end of the day you do not you do not put a player striker for what he offers you off the ball you play a striker for the fact that he can score goals that is their duty. You know, we've got we've got, you know, nine other players on the pitch that will do things off the ball. You want your striker, whether it's a lucky fart in off his arse or or a lovely uh winks fifty yard or whatever, you want strikers that are going to score goals. Vardy hasn't done that for us this season. And if he can't do it against uh, in at this level, is he going to be able to do it in the Premier League? I don't think so. Um and I think a lot of it with Vardy for me is the fact that it's Vardy. You know, we have to let him go at some point. You know, how, how everybody went mad when we got rid of Schmeichel, but to forget how bad he was and the fact that he never came out for crosses and they were calling him like blue when he was actually playing for us. So, for me, just on form, it's got to be Daka, And then I've got third equal, to be honest with you, with Vardy and Iheanacho. Because, you know, one's got, I think, five goals now. One's got six. You know, the... the i get what you're saying about ianacho um i just think you know the king is dead long long live the king as they say and i think for me that i can't split them two up i would say either of them for for the third choice vardy still got that thing i think with defenses like oh shit, it's vardy coming on <laughs> if he just come on but uh but unless if Daka carries on where he left off before he went away, you've got to say whether they go in off his knee or or, or whatever, as long as he's in that position to do that, that, that's all I'm I'm worried about. So, yeah, uh that that's it. So we're all kind of different, aren't we? There, uh, well, I'm different. I must admit, I'm, I'm different in a lot of ways, but let's not go on to that. <laughs> so, um we've covered goalkeeper, uh strikers there, we we covered Senzi. This show's completely turned on his head because of that breaking news, which has yet to be confirmed. But the other news is, of course, a certain player who is creating created interest uh, from a certain club that's down the road from me here along the south coast and is very close to uh, to Dave, if I'm honest with you. I have asked him to go and put the bomb under the Amex Stadium, but, uh, God, if there is one now, everybody will blame me, won't they? What do they know about Kate, let's stick with you first. Um, I know you don't want him to go, do you? And I, I actually – and if anybody's not doing anything tomorrow, by the way, do check this out um, every Tuesday on bbc.co.uk forward slash – and she, I can't see. She's not doing it, but forward slash LCFC. <laughs> thank you, Kate. Uh, on the BBC uh, site tomorrow. Uh, and don't blame me if it is out of date. We've had to put them in now, and they wanted it to be um, – uh transfer window heavy so i do actually talk about jewsbury and i say he is our most sellable asset if we need to to sell somebody he's the one that's going to bring in the most money he's the one that is going to attract interest uh whether it could be a case of they sign him but then they loan him back to us for the rest of the season like we did with alan smith but whatever money we get for selling him let's face it he's virtually he's he's in our top three players this season if not the top player money we get for selling him would negate i think if we sell him it could affect us going up
2: yeah i just don't think it's anywhere near the price that he's worth to us it's no way near that money and i think that's how we would look at it it's the seller's market and if you've not met the selling price it doesn't matter what People think about whether he's a championship player at the moment, market value or whatever. I've said this a bit on Twitter this weekend is what he's worth to us. And if selling him for 30 million sacrifices a gain of 100 million into the Premier League next year, why would you do it? It's false maths. Um, he's such a key player. He's actually in the hot spot of the season. The last few games, he has been sensational. Um, I think he's overtook winks for me at the moment in his current form of player of the season. So I just. I can't see it happening. I can understand Brighton perhaps wanting to unsettle him, um, to poke a bit, to see what Leicester need to do in terms of finances. But I just cannot see unless we are so desperate to sell, which I don't get the impression that we are. He's not. I just don't know why he'd go and not finish the project.
1: Mm. It is all over social media. It is all over Sky and hi Anthony. As Anthony says there, but I, I mean I agree with Scott here. If we sell uh, KDH in this window, I think it'll be. Uh, devastating. We could be down to the playoffs. Well, we both said that, we Kate. You know, it, it's it's false economy. Um, we can't. Oh, you're frozen. Oh, sell him, can we, Brad?
3: No, we can't. It just doesn't make sense all round. It doesn't make. I mean, first of all, it would comp He would get. He would get the dramatic treatment if you you remember him. You know, for what he said at the start of the season, I want to be Leicester's best player and the Championship's best player. I want to do this. I want to get Leicester back to where they belong. We belong in the Premiership. He tarnish it all if he went now. Even with Sensei coming in, if he does eventually come in, which it sounds like it eventually is going to happen, it's finally going to come over the line. It doesn't make sense because, like, even Kate said, let's say we sold him for thirty million. Do you reckon we're going to? Ha- do you reckon Enzo's going to get thirty million as a transfer to go out and replace him? No. They're gonna probably put 20 million of that back in the club and say, Well, you've got 10 million at best to play with to go and replace him. You can't replace him. And Premier and League
2: there's
3: No, there's no there's no time. So and, and clubs will know that. So uh, even a five million player will suddenly be 15-16 million to them because there's two days left of the window. Uh we get promoted, he still he wants to leave in the summer. We probably got 50 million for him if he keeps going the way he's going. So Where's the sense for everybody for for, for the player, the club? The, the, there is absolutely no sense. I, I don't blame Brighton for testing the waters. You know, just having a little nudge, saying, "Look, is he? You know, I'm sure his agent's gone. Yes, he wants to play in the Premier League. So give him a notice, see what they say." But I think he wants to do that with Leicester. At least that's the impression he's given since the relegation, that this is what he wants to do. If he goes in the summer, he goes with a blessing because he's been brilliant for us this season. And If he does end up helping us get promoted, thank you very much. We'll add the Premier League tax on. You payers and Kate's exactly said it's spot on. And this has happened with every transfer out of this club we've had that's come with big money. Maguire, Fafana, etc. are big proofs of that. It's not what they value, at, It's what we value, at. How valuable is KDH to our squad? And right now, Chris, he's priceless. And I think I have seen the odd tweets splattered around saying, Leicester they are interested in selling and KDH isn't interested in leaving. So. I understand why Brighton have maybe posted an inquiry and tried to set a value and say, look, does £30 million tempt you? But I just don't think the club or the player are interested at all. And it would just be madness if he went. It would just be absolutely madness. But from what
2: an your... as well, I don't think he'll be up there with the highest earners. I, don't think, he's, I think he'll negotiate in the summer. He's, he's contracted to 2027, I think. I don't think he'll be up there.
1: Thank you, Kate. I was, was looking when he was contracted to. Thank yeah, you. So I don't think
2: he'll be up in wages yet. I think if we get promoted, I would make him our highest-paid player. Because Vardy will be off the books with that wage. Yeah. And I'd make him our highest-paid player and just give him an option he can't refuse, not a horse's head in the
1: Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mutt delivery. You win.
0: That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116-123. That's 116-123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Red, I mean, <laughs> I I'm mean, sorry. You,
1: you? <laughs> what, what you get up to at
0: the
2: for the style. Um, yeah, so I just, I just from a, and he's his boyhood club. He absolutely loves playing for us. Um, I think he loves Moreska. He's bought the best out of him. Um, so, unless we are pushed to sell, I can't see it happening.
1: I know what you're saying. And yes, he's a Leicester lad, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, but we, we know when it comes down to pounds, shillings, and pence, does that really make any difference? No you know he knows that you know if, is he going to turn down if manchester city come i mean look at calvin phillips right
2: you know, yeah but it's not like, manchester city is it it's brighton
1: no no i'm just saying though i'm just yeah, saying that's a, different. that's a different yeah. argument all right then all right then um and i have just replied to your
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> she's putting this in that place chris What's got it? you're the hopes, chris if it? liverpool come in if liverpool come in and want
2: him i've got i mean who wouldn't
1: you know, I mean, Heskey was a uh, Leicester love through and through. Yeah,
2: absolutely. who wouldn't? Like Harvey went last year to Newcastle. I, I've got no problem with that. Like Newcastle look like they're going places and really about to hit the big time, and that's amazing. You can't, you don't know when these opportunities will next come up. But no. for us, wait six months and we might well be competing with Brighton peer to peer next year. Hmm. That's that's what I think about. If it's I don't I
1: don't think you will. will. As I say, Rob Dorsett, who is pretty much. Um, gets a lot of things right for Sky. He's not sort of a a, a rumor merchant, you know. He's the he is the Midlands correspondent for Sky. Has said that yeah, yeah, he isn't going. You know, we've no interest in selling him. Uh, like you say it's probably agent talk out there trying to get him a better deal and what have you. Um, so, but uh, but look, we've got a, a, a few days to sort of. Oh, apparently, well, Arsenal want everybody, Anthony. Who the fuck don't Arsenal want? If it's where the blue. Badge on him, Arsenal want them. And how many players have Arsenal bought from Leicester? The last one was for the Alan Smith, which was like in the 80s. So let's have a let's put to bed this Arsenal want somebody Arsenal. Arsenal want everybody. Who do Arsenal buy? Nothing. Are Arsenal a good thing? No, because they are like a man. Arsenal are very much like a man with um who suffers from premature ejaculation. They always get to the top. <laughs> about in the first couple of months of the season and then and then sort of end up deflated in about third, fourth, or fifth. Uh am
3: I right, Brad? You, you are right, and it made me chuckle because I was like, I want to push the button to bring it to his attention. I'm sure he's gonna see it. All I'm gonna say is Chris, or what when you next ask a question? Just quickly go on go on your Photoshop, pop Jusby Hall. hall uh, in, in an Arsenal shirt, post it on Twitter, and then just tag Anthony and go, there, Anthony, saved Arsenal the trouble <laughs> for false transfer <laughs> room. They might as well. I, I can't wait for tomorrow to see him there holding an Arsenal shirt in the in the green screen.
1: Anthony, look, mate, you know I love you. I really do. But um, if only I had uploaded my, uh, my Arsenal son-in-law's for, uh, picture of him stood under the Tottenham Court Road underground sign i would have loved to have put that one up just then because that's about as near as he's you, you, going to get to playing for a, a a london team um but um look another one that we um that, that has been linked very and this is this is this is gossip uh Callum o'hare we know what he's like we know what he can do he did it to us uh, a couple of weeks ago this isn't going to happen and surely we can't afford him kate they're not going to sell him to uh to the local rivals are they
2: no i can't i can't see it happening from their point of view and i can't really see it happening from our point of view um it doesn't seem to have gathered loads of momentum does it it's still going around there a little bit in terms of rumors but um yeah he he did a decent performance against us um good young player um but i think it's just one of the rumor mills unless we've got our ironing for the summer potentially i don't i don't know i don't know it's just yeah. again to plant the seed that we're interested
1: and just looking here just to go back to um to, to 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 kieran before we move on uh brighton boss robert roberto De Zerbi acknowledged kieran Hall's great quality but refused to divulge any information on a potential deal um he said i don't know anything about him uh, as in the proposed deal i know he is a player no shit sherlock uh he has great no wonder he's a manager bloody hell uh, he has great quality but it's not my business speaking about other clubs players so fair play to him fair play to him look we're going to we're going to move on now uh from because we have got um uh the transfer window on friday we'll probably be doing something for then. but as 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 we say check it out tomorrow bbc.com forward slash come on kate don't let me down here. She leaves me standing all the time here, Kate. Um, forward slash LCFC. You'll get my take on uh Senzi and Dewsbury Hall uh in that. Um, but um let me just say coming up, um there are two shows tonight, and I do apologize that I have messed about Kate and Brad quite a bit today, just confusing them. Um you don't have to knock, you don't have to uh, no you don't have to not you don't have to agree with me, sorry. I am so unorganised today. i was like I go to London for the weekend, and it's like I've never been away, you know, or I have been away, but I've just never I'm never here. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment guys uh because uh um where is it where is it Where is it? Where is it?
3: This is the awkward silence hour by Kate and Brad and Chris. This oh, is... No, ha-
1: August, I can <laughs> <What?
3: laughs> Hello. So, uh, uh,
1: who, who might we lose in the transfer window, Brad?
3: Uh, oh, uh, nobody that we've already lost, to be honest with you. I don't think there's anyone... I think the squad's exactly where it needs to be. Once Sensei comes in, I just don't see anybody else really going out. Um because we go, we're going to need them. We're going to need them in this push. We know what happens. The injuries curse. Harold Shipman comes back and haunts us in the injury department. Um, and you're going to need them for this. Win. So, you know, it's just a case of having one eye on on next season. And, and that would be... Uh, I mean, Scott just put there, would it be worth approaching Callum and O'Hara for next season? Well, if, like you said, Got earlier that he's out of contract at the end of the season. Maybe that's something we do in the summer. I, I, I think um, we're not going to look too much at upsetting the apple cart because you've mentioned this a few times, Chris. Was it a that Newcastle signed yeah. that you said? And we all know what happened you know, the, you know, the famous Kevin Keegan rant. You know, he love it and they, they absolutely bottled it. I don't think you want to upset the apple cart. I, I mean, Sensei was a player that I knew of but didn't really think you know i i saw his record saw who he was when i first rumoured. i thought well this is just some bull bull turd rumor it's never going to happen look at the quality this guy has he's 28 prime of his career lots of success there's no way he's going to want to join a a, you know a championship club and it's gone full steam ahead and the one thing i do get with enzo at the helm right now which is very encouraging is yes as every transfer rumour happens, Chris, we get linked with 30 players going in and 30 players going out. But solid rumours seem to really only pick up traction where uh, very, very limited. You know, we, we had it a few times, haven't we, where we've been linked with six players for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we sign one of them. But it only seems that when, when we pick up traction with lots of reports of a player being signed in, that we actually sign them. And that makes me feel that... That whoever's getting that information out of certain people at the club are, are basically saying, yeah, Enzo has this guy on his radar. Enzo really is interested in this player. And maybe one or two in that area and he picks one or the other. But uh, yeah. yeah when I don't want you to say
1: I just been for the next few minutes, not for the whole show.
3: Yeah. So anyway, guys, thank you us <laughs> Sorry, Chris. There you
1: go. It's free, free, free. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, just uh, to explain why things were being messed around uh, as to what time the show was going out tonight. Originally, we were going to be doing a match preview for the Swansea game, which is tomorrow night. Um, And um, uh, this guy was coming on. You may remember him, Chickenhead, if you ever remember the call centre. Um, some will, some won't. So what? Move on. Um, that was that was our Nev. R.I.P. Nev, who is no longer with us. Uh, so Chickenhead from the, the uh, TV sh- series The Call Centre. Uh, it's now at nine o'clock this evening. So do join us. Then he's a huge Swansea fan. He'll be talking Call Centre, and he will be talking um, obviously Leicester City versus Swansea as well. Lovely guy. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, right, guys. Uh, I was. I was getting ready to go out and watch Mamma Mia um, uh, while you lot were sort of either sat in front of your TV or travelling to Swansea, uh, sorry, travelling to Birmingham, as it was, whichever way it uh, worked out. Uh, Kate, you were there, but um 3-0 and couldn't bring on Bournemouth. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, Birmingham will be thinking, how the hell have we lost that 3-0? Because the first half was honestly mm. very... <laughs> very loose from our <laughs> point of view. Um but the second half Enzo made three changes first up and they worked really well. Two changes, sorry, you brought Ricky P on and Justin. Um, and it just gave that extra bit of quality and security in those in those key areas. I think McAtee came on as well. Um, yeah, it was certainly a game of two halves, not to be cliche, but it was unbelievable. It was night and day. First half, I don't know how we weren't four nil down. Honestly, four amazing chances from Birmingham. Stolichek looked incredible. Man of the match by a country mile. He was absolutely brilliant. Didn't put a foot wrong. His positioning was great. He was so confident. His distribution was great. His saves were unbelievable. So most of those saves he did were so low and so fast. Um, he was super duper. Um Paul Brighton was a close second to man of the match for me. He was absolutely brilliant, as consistent and as steady Eddie as we'd ever need him to be. He was just awesome and obviously provided the assist for the first goal, like turning back the clock there, really. But, yeah, yeah. thoroughly yeah. enjoyable second half. Um, and and he's got his name then? I always go to call him under because he reminds me of under. But Eunice, um, what a bullet of a goal. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Really yeah. pleased for him to get his scoring tally on. Um, yeah, brilliant, really good second half The crowd were behind us um, Birmingham bought 5,000 fans It's the most packed out away end I've seen in such a long time The fans were actually almost up to me Which has just not been the case for years So yeah, it was a good job done Tough game at Bournemouth But bring it on uh,
1: Brad, I mean I, um, I, I, I was out and I, I, Let me just put it this way I was, felt a little tad Naughty, maybe it was the fact that I'd had a few, a few, a little bit of the falling down water whilst I was out at the cinema, a (laughs) theatre. I mean, sorry, theatre. Um, got get me, eh, at the theatre.
2: Sorry, the theatre, as the The, theatre call it, you
1: know, with one's bow tie on and everything. (laughs) Uh, but no, uh, I mean, I I got in and I was sat there checking the phone for the results afterwards, and I, I was seeing all these comments like ten changes enzo's got to get all wrong and what else he doing and normally i would delete those but because we've gone on to win 3-0 not knowing anything about the game the little the little devil in me that's on your show is like go on <laughs> publish them so i did just to uh, just to create a bit of fun and then i watched the highlights yet yeah, as kate said what the hell went on in that first half it wasn't it was a
3: game of two halves yeah it was and um... Look, to be fair to Enzo, we have got some great young hungry talent that he wants to see play. I mean, one of the midfielders that came on later, I'm not going to pronounce his name, I know it begins with an R, but we, we sniped him from Villa. Uh, Ricky Yeah we just call him Ricky Not Ricky P But we'll call him Ricky 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 Ricky
1: Ricky
3: Rick, R- I call him Rur For sure um, You know we, Apparently he was brought Because Enzo promised him That he You know From what he's seen of him He'll get a chance to shine And play first team football uh, I mean You know Brandon Brendan or Brandon Cover um, I no, just have you been drinking tonight? No, I've not. But I tell you this. But I tell you this. I was I was talking to Luke um uh, through the game because uh, we were all having a chat. He did a preview for it, and they were calling him Brendan Cover, and I was like, no, it's Cover. His name's Cover. I don't pronounce it Jamaican. Doesn't mean he's he's not called Cover. And it turns out I was right. They were wrong. But yeah, I mean, we have to see these players. And we've talked about being in the Championship and Cup matches. These are the best chances these sort of individuals are going to get to kind of show not just Enzo, but the fans, what we potentially have for our future. And it was a bit disorganised because there was more changes than we're used to seeing, wasn't it, Chris? You know, normally when we make eight changes, we look at the squad and go, yeah, but we've seen them play. They've played five or six games, so we know what they're capable of. It's not a bad thing. Whereas the changes he made for the first half of that game, you know, I'd like to say a better team would have finished it, but I agree with Kate, man of the match, hands down, Stalarchic saved absolutely everything uh, that would going thrown his way, so, you know, I can't really fault Birmingham, it's not like they were having shots and all going wide, they had three or four good chances, but then, stability. Right. I have to
1: actually just ask you to try your sound out, oh, terrible buzz of so. the double echo when you're going loud and low, loud and low, so, if you can go off and try and just think with your sound, but I don't know what's wrong with it tonight. Um, but it's... while you're doing that, I'll come back to you, Kate. Stolchick was, was Alan's man of the match. Bless him. I'd forgotten to tell him that I was away so he didn't need to. Uh, but he did anyway. Stolchick was his man of the match. But Stolchick just came out afterwards and went, well, it's my job.
2: Yeah, but it was a big ask, wasn't it? Because it's no, no, I don't
1: mean. I, 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 yeah, what I've seen on the I get highlight. it. It's lovely
2: yeah. to hear. Actually, it's lovely to hear because it is his job. But mm. I just think a couple of those could have easily gone in, and it wouldn't have been his fault. Um, that's when you know a stage's amazing because if you don't yeah. make it, it's like well, it's just one of them. But he he got to them, and some of them were really close range. Um, the, the drawback for me in that first half was none of the young players. I thought Cover looked excellent. Ben Nelson did not put a foot wrong all game. I think he won every aerial duel that I read in the stats afterwards. He was absolutely superb. The biggest problem for me, I don't know whether there was something still going on with him after the drink driving, was Hamza. He was absolutely terrible.
1: He did get and a bit he, of criticism and I couldn't comment. Yeah, I he was terrible. Know.
2: Yeah. And he gave the ball away all the time in really dangerous areas, which forced some of these saves from Stelarczyk actually. Um, he just was off the pace completely. He wouldn't trap back, he kept getting pulled out of position onto the wing when he should have been in the middle, leaving a huge gap. It was it was like he was the 20-year-old on Saturday, whereas mm-hmm. Nelson cover was unfortunate to go off because he just had to make room for some some of the big troops coming on to, to secure things a little bit. Um, but Yeah. Ben Nelson looks a great player for us. So calm. Yeah. yeah, And he didn't put a foot wrong. And that's, you know, but you've got to think about the squad thing, even if it's changes or no changes. When you look at the squad, I'm just looking at it here. You've got Stelarcic, Nelson, Cody, Doyle, Cover, Pratt, and Bardi and Martial. That's nine players who basically had zero football. So they were just thrown together, really. And it did feel like that for the first 20 minutes in particular, that it was just a mishmash, see what you can do. Um, and it didn't work out. But fair play to Enzo. He changed it at half-time, which we're not used to seeing. He needed to yeah. change it, and he did. Um, and the subs were a bit questionable. I was surprised to see Hamza left on.
1: Oh, that was be my next question. Did <laughs> they were, But
2: they worked. It. They gave him that security, because I didn't know who else was going to do that Winks roll. Pratt was brilliant. Um, he was just, again, really reliable, really good on the ball, obviously got his goal. Um, he's just, he's a quality player. It's a, its just a pity with everything that's gone on with him. And he's a utility player for us. And we've never really seen him shine, but he's definitely, there's a definitely quality in there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we, we did the job. I'm glad to see youngsters getting tried out. When are you going to know? How are you going to find out if they're made of it or not?
1: And let's face it, you tried the youngsters or it wasn't really working in fairness uh, and well he changed it you know uh, got the subs right for, for once if you like um, uh, Brad I think Brad's back with us um, are you surprised that Chowdhury lasted the whole game
3: a little bit because I don't know about others but for that first half it looked like oh, that, game,
1: that's uh, worse Brad sorry mate that's worse uh, yeah. I do. We'll, we'll let you go, like you say, and we'll finish the show. Yeah, sorry we'll about this. Me. No, not your fault, mate. Not your fault. Uh, hopefully? hopefully, see you tomorrow for the watch along. Yeah, pretty, hopefully.
3: My, my, my if you can get it table. working,
1: yeah, yeah. But
3: the cable's going to turn off tomorrow, so I should have the laptop actually available. So hopefully, we'll have no, we'll have my beautiful face back. Or, I or didn't not.
1: understand any of that, but fair play, mate. I'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Oh bless, oh, bless him! Bless him! Bless him! Bless <laughs> him! Um, right, let's just uh, here we go. Let's try and get uh, this looking right for two of us. Um, do you think he was trying to? Keep, I mean, I always think when something like that has happened to a player, and let's face it, they're human. You know, he won't. You know, how many of it? Well, I haven't been done for drink driving. Was it drink driving or speeding? I don't want to get it's it. Drink wrong.
2: driving. Yeah. Drink well, driving. actually, he got done for refusing to do the breathalyzer.
1: Ah okay I mean look you know we've all we've all done things well, not, yeah i don't it's
2: nothing um he's he's human and he? he's he's young he's been out he's made a mistake
1: he is and I, I always think when that happens that it it's you need an you need an away game, don't you to get yourself back in the mindset before you play it in in front of your own uh but like I say, we are we are looking um at the the the, the match, um 3-0. Um Albright and Vardy, like you say, winding the top back, weren't we?
2: Yeah, brilliant. Um yeah, they linked they linked up so well. There's just a bit of telepathy between them. I think they're really good mates off the pitch as well, and you can tell that. Like Orbrighton just looks so like he was enjoying his football as much as he ever was. Like I think he just wants minutes, doesn't he? He just wants mm-hmm. minutes and it, I think Arlo White said on Twitter this week that he, when you see Albrighton and what he's capable of in those areas, he doesn't really make mistakes. And some of the recent league games where we struggled to close out, like he, he's just the man for that. Mm. And I don't get why we've not utilised him more in those last 20 minutes when people have been you know, dying on their arse a bit and running out of legs. And he's just perfect to come on because he knows the game so well. He's so experienced.
1: Yes, he is. Um, I'm trying to think, and forgive me because like I say I wasn't at the game at all. Who got the second goal? That was Eunice, wasn't it? That was
2: Eunice, yeah, an yeah. absolute rocket. It was bit, bit, bit lucky. Do you think it
1: fell to him, but then again, yeah, got it fell to lucky. him. The
2: strike wasn't lucky, but yeah, it fell to him. It bobbled about a bit. I think Cannon even got an assist, though. I'm not really yeah. sure how because it just kind yeah. of bobbled about, but yeah, I think that was made from Albrighton as well. Albrighton cut, to, cut inside, um. Yeah, and, you know, fair play to Cannon, which I think is where a young man can do that, where Bardi used to. He can just go, he can just run around. He can take defenders with him. His goal for Pratt, like his assist for Pratt, where he ran, you know, took the kick, almost took it around the keeper and Rudy's, you know, sprinting back into his goal. He's made that run. Is, you know, it's what what we need from a striker to stretch those defensive lines a bit, really. And we used to rely on Vards. We can't anymore. It's a new Mm -hmm. era. And he's really settling into that role. It's exciting. And at the end of the day,
1: it doesn't matter how you score, it's being in that position to score.
2: Yeah, and it's just taking the defenders with you. He did take defenders with him to create that opportunity for Pratt. And if Pratt hadn't scored, somebody else would have done it. It was, it was bobbling around for anyone to have, really. So it's just the ability to pull out, to pull the defence out of position. And that is pure Enzo um, philosophy, isn't it? He, yeah. I think he said it's not about moving the ball, it's about moving the opposition. Yeah. And that's what he wants people to do.
1: Look, I mean Dennis Pratt, we like you say we all love him. Um but he, he just for me he's just a sick note. Um was he on from the start or he came on, I think, didn't he?
2: Um yeah, he came on. He, he came, came on. Uh a look now. no, he started.
1: He started. Uh, oh yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He started. The whole, play the whole. Played the whole ninety minutes. Go ninety minutes without being injured. Bloody hell!
2: Well, steady on. We don't know yet. <laughs> well,
1: that's true. <laughs> he's still I, in I the just, bus. <laughs> I was just about to ring up Guinness Guinness Book of Records. Then uh, that's the longest. That you know, you're not going to
2: get a terrible player out of him when he when he comes on or starts. You know, he's not going to be terrible. Yeah. You know, he he really settles into the game quickly. He reads the game so well. Um, it's just a bit of a shame how it's all worked out, but that's just how it goes I guess in sport
1: it is it is well I mean his contract runs out at the end of the season what do you do with Pratt what do you what do you do with a player like Pratt to go into my musical music mode <laughs>
2: um I think that. he's too expensive to keep I think we could get somebody else like that in yes. to fill in um for a fraction of the cost and that's all about managing the club, isn't it? It's a shame he's a Belgian international. Um but yeah, I think he'll move on. I think he'll want to move on. I don't think he's probably enjoyed his time here that much. It's not been a the victorious stint that he'd hoped it would be. You know, when he joined to join forces with Yuri we thought with and with Tim Castagna as well. We thought what a what a couple of players we've got here, all Belgian internationals and rightly so. And it just didn't work out for him.
1: Yeah. Terry, it took me ages to work out that as well. I think it's a mirror. It's a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I did think you were sitting in the warehouse, actually, with the big, big divide with the mirrors in right. between. I, I hadn't realised that. There's <laughs> always somebody will pick up on these I things. Know. I mean. um, but yeah, I mean, like, um, I mean, right, again, I can't say either, right, Key? Um, Reiki, he only had Reiki, nine yeah. minutes, Reiki. Is it Reiki? Um, did he do much in those nine? And I don't mean that. Passionate. Not massively, no. No
2: disrespect here. He didn't come on for very long. He's definitely got height. He's a tall player, moves about really well. Got stuck in. I think he was prepared to try and put himself in the limelight a bit. It's his big moment. Um, yeah, just nice to see. None of the young players did anything wrong. In the first half, it was all about not being able to gel, clearly, strangers with each other a bit. And Hamza in that Harry Winks role, it just shows you the opposite and how amazing Harry Winks is, and what happens when it goes wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but I suppose if he might not have played Hamza with with what happened because it's a bit of a personal issue, isn't it? That can plague your mind. But I bet he just mm. thought I'm giving Winks the game off no matter what because he 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 needs a break. We've got some big fixtures coming up a bit chocker over the next few weeks with midweek games as well. So he was playing no matter what. I think. Um, yeah, and that was, that's what happened, indeed. Um, Brandon Cover
1: nationally plays for um uh Jamaica, apparently. I hadn't heard of him, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I haven't till the
2: morning, but um, <laughs> Enzo was quite upfront in the morning or the night before his press conference. He said he'll be playing, he'll be featuring, and I, was like, I thought, is that a typo like could the word cover? Um yeah. And then I had a bit of look and I was like, oh no, he's a young lad. And yeah, he really impressed me. He's very natural on the ball. He does the Ian Marshall socks down, no shinies. So he's a brave oh, lad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he looked really good. He's, he's pretty tall as well. Um, wanted the ball, natural on the ball. Um, definitely an Enzo style player in there. It was interesting that Will Alves didn't feature. I really expected him to be in the squad and he wasn't.
1: Mm. Um Nelson had a good game, which you know you, you mentioned that before. But wanted to, I mean, you know, the, the future's bright, the future's blue. Like I said earlier, there's a lot of youngsters here. Which again, you know, when we're when we're going and going, oh, why aren't we playing players? Why aren't we buying players? If we've got good players that we can bring through, save the club thirty odd million pounds in the transfer market. Which's good, you know. That's the way I look at it. um Connor Cody got one of his rare starts.
2: Only saw
1: and it's now this So on the highlights, and he kind of he could have got an assist for Birmingham
2: comfortably. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, rusty. yeah, it's just the risk of having a player like that who's a defender. So he's not going to be like a natural ball player, so to speak, really. And it's just a risk you take when you leave them rusty and don't yeah. play them. It's the, we said this at the start of the season with him that I thought in pre-season he looked great. But you soon lose your sharpness because it's that much of an elite athletes' game, isn't it? Championship yeah. and Prem, you, you any kind of drop off, a two percent drop off, and you look pedestrian. Do you know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. I just wonder if that's the case a bit, and maybe he's lost his mojo a bit because he knows he's not getting a chance properly in the first team. I don't know, but you, you would have, you would have thought Nelson was the more experienced player yeah. on Saturday
1: one um round off the quarter finals um and it is Bournemouth away which well, I say Bournemouth away that's home for me um I don't, are you going to try and get a ticket I don't know I mean look the honest with you no disrespect to the uh to the Bournemouth guys it's a chicken shed I'm talking to chicken, chicken head later. Bournemouth is a chicken. Well,
2: the uh, the only time I've been to Bournemouth is when Kante made his debut and Vardy scored the penalty, which was his first goal of his eleven in the fifteen I was there.
1: sixteen. I yeah, was there. I remember seeing you. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: that was yeah, why I said favourite. Sat
1: behind the goal in the Bournemouth end as the camera posed past. Oh wait. Well. Yeah, and I'm sat like that when Vardy just scored. I've got to celebrate. <laughs> Because the fans that happened to be around me were like bloody bouncers you know Oh were they really? yeah celebrate um, and of course yeah, great. I won't so be fun.
2: going. It's, no. it's too much of a stretch. I mean, of, of the teams that are left, I think that's the only one I wasn't prepared to travel for. It's just so long on a Wednesday yeah, night yeah, as well. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm um, hoping a lot more people say that, so I might get a chance of getting a couple of tickets. But
2: but I'm glad because they want, we wanted a Premier League club. I think it's a good well, test for us, and they're, not, they're not totally different from us, are they? You've you
1: been reading my notes.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> we need to stop agreeing. We've talked about this. We need to create more friction.
1: Your sister, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can I warm up first? (laughs) If you don't mind, that's put me off. Um, (laughs) Who was that? Oh, yes.
2: That's what she said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not how I can easily put them off, I tell you. No, I mean, Look, if we'd have got Liverpool or or a team like that, Man City, it's not a test for us because we know, you know, the chances are that even if we were Premier League teams that they would be beating us. Um, Where Bournemouth, like you say, they're the sort of team, if we go up, that would look at Bournemouth and go, we should really be winning this game or we've got a chance of winning this game. So like you say, I think it is a really good test. So that in mind... Do you stay, still start the youngsters, or do you go with a with a, uh, a pretty much a first squad? It's going to be a midweek game, I think, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think results, league results, depending. I would say, but if it go, if the league results are going okay and injuries are all right, I, I would put a decent team out because it's a really good chance to get to quarterfinals. And when you look at the um, fixtures there's potentially there's a lot of premier league classes again so half got mm. so half the premier league teams left are going to be going out because of the way the draws and it like I don't want to tempt fate at all but there's a chance we could get quite far in this competition because you've got yeah. Bournemouth Leicester you've got Wolves Brighton you've got Luton Man City like premier league teams are going to be dropping out and mm. um, and it's just it's a, it's a chance it's a chance to You know, progress. If we get Chelsea in the quarterfinals again, I will literally cry. We seem to get them a lot in the quarterfinals. Um,
1: We do, don't we? But it's
2: it could be a nice little route to a semi, potentially. Do you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) You knew. I'll leave that.
2: (laughs) Gee, I couldn't stop myself. (laughs) Well. Um, that's, That's always been my problem, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it could be a nice route to get to the semi-final. You don't... You never know. I was just thinking you hadn't had
1: much to clip from this show. <laughs> Suddenly, like buses, you waited for one. Yeah. <laughs> Two come along at once. Yeah, yeah like it. you say, I mean, um Newcastle are travelling. You, you would think Blackburn will beat Wrexham, you would think. It's 1-1 so, at the minute. Who is it? Right, they playing tonight. So they've got Newcastle. Um... Chelsea or Villa, so one of those is going to go out. Um, Liverpool, Man City, or Nottingham Forest, so that's but then if City gets through the oh, sorry, Bristol City, sorry, not Manchester City, Bristol City. Um, Wolves versus Brighton, well, Wolves, you know, um, had a bit of fun at the weekend, didn't they? I did want to be honest with you, I wouldn't have minded Maystone United at home, but then again, I kept thinking about Wigan Wanderers, yeah. I'm thinking, like, no, I don't actually. No, I don't. Uh, I mean, I did say a couple of weeks ago, and we'll, we'll end on this point. But I did say a couple of weeks ago that, um, I, I, obviously promotion is the aim, blah blah blah. But now we're talking about rounds that have got the word final in them, so quarterfinal, semi final. Fi- you suddenly start thinking, all right, yeah, let's give it a go.
2: Absolutely. You get to a certain point and you think you've got to take it seriously. There's going to be serious opposition against us next. And you just never say never in the cup because you don't know what they're going to do. I can't imagine, unless it's a final or a semi-final, I don't think Man City will field their strongest team. It's it's up for grabs. That's how the FA Cup is. Yes. Premier League teams gamble with their squads. Mm. Um And, you know, look at Maidstone on Saturday. It was absolutely brilliant. Um same Absolutely. for the guy falling off the roof. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's what the Cup's all about. And I think when we get, yeah, well, like you say, when you get to the final stages, it's mm. something you've got to take seriously because there's a chance that you win this next game. There's only eight left in the hat. And that's that's massive.
1: Yes, yes, uh, it, it, it very much is. I am actually, because obviously I didn't go to Wembley last time we played because it was of COVID. So I wouldn't mind another trip to Wembley.
2: Um,
1: oh, you can't get too much of it, can you? Oh well, no, no. And the semi-finals just... finals
2: at Wembley as well.
1: Probably, I like and I, I don't agree with that. I think. No, me neither.
2: No, neither.
1: It takes the shine off the final. And I know financially they've got to pay off Wembley, and that's why they do it. Uh, but and it is a good stadium. But I know it should be just be for finals.
2: Yeah.
1: Really should. Really should. Look, I know we normally finish with chat shit, get banged, but. I'm gonna pass on it because we've been here now sort of over an hour. So thank you very much for coming on, Kate. Uh are no you worries. going
2: tomorrow? Yes, I am, yep.
1: So I'll send you the link and hopefully if we can get you live from the ground, that would be great. Uh you'll yep. probably, probably on your mobile outside the ground, you'll have a better, better signal than Brad
2: does today. <laughs> hopefully better sound.
1: Well, hopefully so. Yes, bless him. He's got a new—he's got a new laptop, uh, and apparently can't get that charging. So God knows what's going oh, on. Oh no! You know, went okay. for a new charger. <laughs> then it'll be something. pray for know. Brad. Yeah, free, Yeah, <laughs> let's let, let's let's get you two to do a uh, a, a concert for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, give everybody a shout out as to uh, where they can follow you as a Leicester fan.
2: I am on Twitter at Kate Blakey forty. So give me a follow on there.
1: That's how you can find. And if you don't remember, just think of on the buses. Sorry, I had to say it. I do. You've not played it for
2: a while. She's been in that cupboard.
1: She has. She <laughs> has probably the best place for her. But there, uh, <laughs> Kate, thank you so very much. No worries. Uh, have a great no evening. Sorry to mess you about with all the times. No uh, I will see you tomorrow night, and fingers crossed for three points. And maybe let's just have a very quick look just to see if suddenly it has. It has happened that we have actually signed somebody. I very much doubt it. Um, let's have a look. Oops. Hel- helps if I press the right button. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Too many knobs, that's the problem. No, uh, before you say anything, don't. No, it hasn't happened, so we're still waiting. This will be Leicester. We'll do it at, like, 11 minutes to 6 on the... Uh, Cannon well, was
2: really late, wasn't he? Remember, we did the late night transfer show. Oh, was, that
1: was after we'd Cameron finished.
2: Was yeah. like after that we finished, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. Surely not. Surely not again. Maybe they anyway. just want
2: the Twitter to be quiet and do the big announcement when everyone's asleep. Maybe Luke will be the first to know. In us, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that is so true. That is so true. Brilliant. You have to message him say, "Let us know if you hear anything." <laughs> Yeah, I will do. Love it, Kate. Love it. Thank you very much. And I will see you tomorrow. All
2: right. See you tomorrow. Bye.
1: Bye bye. Bye bye. Uh, thanks to Kate there for joining us. Um, so yeah, this has been a bit of a here, there, and everywhere sort of show today. As I, I've been away four weekends, so I couldn't do a lot of preparation. Uh, and coming up later, like I say, we have got um, we have got this gentleman. There we go. Oh, chicken head from the uh, call centre. If you remember the call centre, he is a big Swansea fan and he will be joining us later. So catch us for that at nine o'clock. Thank you very much. I will see you then. Thanks to Kate. Thanks for Brad uh, for coming on. Thank you to everybody that's been in the chat. And if you have been listening to us via your favourite podcast platform, I really, really, really do appreciate it. I'll see you in about 37 minutes. Goodbye now.
0: Thanks for watching, these videos are tremendous, you better like them too or I'll be back. The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts, including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Fox's faithful. The Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the Talksport Fan Network.
1: Audiment delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network.
1: Talk sport Powered by fans.